0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Hey everyone, quickly wanted to remind you once again what is going on starting next week on the podcast. Our church is beginning to observe the season of Advent next Monday. Advent is the time where we anticipate or remember the coming of Christ. And so, we have put together an entire Advent guide, which if you are at Providence Church, you could pick up a free copy this last Sunday. Or if you weren't there or you don't go to Providence, feel free to go to our website, providenceomaha.org. You can download the free PDF there. But part of the guide will be three individual devotionals each week for you to go through. And I'm going to be taking the three Knowing God episodes each week in the season of Advent and go over the same ideas. So basically, the guide will have a passage, short article, and a reflection question. The episode then that will come out each week on that passage will just be extended reflections and teachings on those passages and ideas. So I'm hopeful that it won't be redundant, but that these episodes will give you a little greater depth and teaching to it. So whether you're going through the guide or not, I think it will be helpful for you as we prepare together to celebrate the incarnation of Jesus on Christmas. So all of that, that's going to start next Monday. Those episodes will start coming out. I think our first one is on Isaiah 40. It's been great in studying it, and so I'm excited for those to start coming out next Monday. But We have this episode and then one more in Colossians before we get there. So we're going to finish up today and then the next episode, Colossians 3, verse 15. So let me read the verse and then we'll look into it. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Last episode, we thought about the peace of Christ. We tried to simply answer the question of what exactly the peace of Christ is that Paul mentions here, and we narrowed it down after looking at a few passages to be talking about the peace that Christ offers us with God, from Romans 5.1 especially is where we looked. But in doing that, we said that we also have a sense of peace or harmony with all of life, And I know that that may have seemed ethereal, or probably for some, it feels almost far-fetched if you live with a constant anxiety, or it feels like chaos in life. Now, there's a lot the Bible has to say about how the peace of God or peace with God helps us in those day-to-day things. But this verse is talking about the reality of peace from Christ that does align your life in harmony. That's not a far-off dream, that's actually a reality for you. Now, just as we talked about with our union with Christ, you might remember we mentioned how you can be united to Christ, made new, but that old self still clings, and we have to fight to live out of our newness and not the old self. It's available to us, but we have to fight to put it on, as Paul says. Well, I think it's the same idea with peace peace with life or peace of life flowing from our peace from Christ with God, all of that is yours. It's true. It's your reality. But the old life of anxiety and chaos, that will continue to flare up. And we have to fight to live in the harmonious peace that is ours in Christ. Do you see how that's the same idea So just because you sin doesn't mean you lost your identity as new in Christ. And just because you deal with anxiety doesn't mean you don't have the peace of Christ. It's yours. You might just have to fight for that to be a lived experience. So that is all that we talked about last episode. Now, the question, as the verse goes on, shifts a little bit from what is the peace of Christ to where is that peace experienced? Because in the verse, it's actually pretty clear, but I'm guessing we might miss it right away because it's not our first instinct today. You see, when we read the Bible, I think we often have one fatal flaw that can plague us. We often read it as if it is two individuals for individual consumption through an individualistic lens. Instead, the Bible was written to communities for community reading and discussion through a communal lens. Now that is a massive perspective shift if we can get there. We most often read the Bible individually by ourselves as if it is just for us. And it is for us to some extent. But the Bible is communal. It's designed for communities. All these New Testament letters are written to communities or written to pastors who lead communities. They are for transformation in communities. So with that in mind, let's read the verse again and think, where is this peace experienced? Here's the verse again. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. Now, when we think of the peace of Christ, we assume usually It's about peace in my heart for my life, which again is partially true. And we touched on that earlier in this episode, but that's not what Paul says here. He says the peace should rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body. The hearts that the peace rules in is our hearts because we are one body. I think what Paul is saying is that peace should reign in the community of God not just in individual hearts. Now, it reigns in the community once people are made right with God and we experience the peace of God in our hearts, but that is not where it ends. The peace of God reigns through communities being filled with peace. The peace of Christ is great not only because it unites us to God, but it unites us together. I mean, consider this. How often is the church marked by or has the reputation of being a community of peace, being a peace-filled and relationally unified community? Has that been your experience? Is that how non-Christians in your life speak of church communities? Far too often our experience is division and strife, tension and pain. Many people have left the church or deconstructed, not because it was filled with too much unity and peace, but because of division and trauma. Paul says there is a peace from Christ that through uniting us as one body under him also means we become a peace-filled people. It means that unity in that relationship is possible. It means that connection between that person you have nothing in common with is possible. It means that healing from that hurt is possible. It means forgiveness for that sin is possible. Now, how could all of that be true? Because if Christ has reconciled sinners to himself, made us right with God, and united us together in him under his own blood then any division is no match for the unifying power of Jesus Christ. We are called to one body, not many bodies, not many divisions. We're called to unity, oneness. And how are we called to this? Paul says, through the peace of Christ that reigns in our hearts. So here's what I want to leave you with today. It's not so much of an action step as it is just a mere reflection. I want you to think of a conflict, a strained relationship, something like that that you have experienced or that you are experiencing amongst another Christian. Once you get that in your head, I want you to ask yourself about that person or situation. Do I believe this can be restored and unified? Do I believe this can be restored and unified? And don't give a quick answer, think and give an honest answer. That strained relationship, do you think it can be restored and unified? Paul says we are called to unity in one body through Christ making peace. If your answer is honestly no, I would encourage you to ask the Lord to help you believe his word to be true today. If your answer is yes, then I would encourage you to ask the Lord what step you need to take to move toward restoration and unity. Do I believe this can be restored and unified? Paul says that all things can be united under Christ. Do we believe that relationship can be restored and unified? He says the peace of Christ rules and reigns in his body to which you are called. Therefore, let us fight to be communities of peace. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May He give you favor, grace, and peace.